Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Uh, today, we are still in our sermon series, uh, Christmas at Crestview. And today, we're also going to be talking about through the eyes of Joseph. So, Pastor John, what do you have for us today? Yeah, I just want to start off with a question, Jordan. Have you got my present yet? I didn't know if you... You know, I actually do have a present for you. You do? It came oh. in the mail. Yeah. came in the mail. Gosh. Amazon? It, it was Amazon. Okay, okay. Do you have a present for me? I don't... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a birthday yeah. and and Christmas. Uh, okay, There's okay, two. just but just, I do just checking. I mean, you know, just just since you said Merry Christmas, I thought, well, okay, we'll go there. It's a white elephant gift. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think one of the great things that we can talk about today is to talk about Joseph and the Christmas story because, you know, the more I think on, and I kind of been reading a lot, just re, you know, kind of refreshing it my thoughts about Joseph a lot because of the sermon, but beyond that, you know, it really interesting what we know about him. And, you know, it's kind of crazy because he's, you know, he's in the Christmas story, obviously, mm. and then it's nothing. And there's crickets. I mean, it's, yeah. we don't know anything more than the Christmas story about Joseph. We don't know what happened to him. He probably passed away. He was probably older than Mary probably had you know by the time jesus was an adult he's off the scene yeah um so i, I think you know it but his he, I, I don't know that i would have done and it actually it came from something you said mm -hmm. recently which is kind of no shocking to you but oh, wow the uh <laughs> but you said you know you start talking about, you know, if, if you and Catherine, you've kind of put you and Catherine in the situation, you mm -hmm. go, I don't know that I would even, even thought about, yeah, you know, going with. Oh yeah. Talking about the time about when you found out she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says, I, I, I never read it before, but it says that he was like almost going to divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Mary. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was a shocking revelation. Yeah. And so, so let's just kind of dive in. Cause I think there's some great stuff for us out of the life of Joseph and um, <clears throat> so let's start with uh, Matthew chapter 1, 18 and 19, and it says this. So this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. So let's pause there. That's that whole betrothal thing. That's that, you know, kind of a weird setup when you think about it, because most marriages back then were arranged. Yeah. And so what they did was, hey, you guys are married, you're betrothed. So it was more than an engagement because you're officially legally married, but you haven't had the wedding yet, mm. which is kind of a weird, weird setup. But then, but you were supposed to stay pure. There's no any kind of physical relationship going on at all till the year's over, and then you have the wedding. Mm -hmm. But you're but it's more than an engagement. So it's kind of a strange situation. But then. Uh, before they came together, they, he, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. So basically, that's a saying, it's a miracle, yeah. okay? And uh, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. <laughs> okay, so here's, here, here we have, I think, a picture of this is Joseph, no God input, no angel yet, yeah. Yeah. nothing. This is just how he reacts to the situation, which is, Hey, I, 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 I mean, there's, there's no, you know, shaming going on, which I thought about in our world today, it seemed like, man, this would be, this is kind of like, insane. The, 
this would be insane about what people would post about that, what Joseph would post about Mary, mm-hmm. what, I mean, it just, it'd be, be crazy. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm going to keep it quiet for her sake. I mean, that, that shows a lot of, to me, that shows a lot. About you him. are not. The <laughs> you know, because, and I guess I always thought, you know, you always hear about Mary and how people would have looked down on her mm-hmm. because, oh, she's pregnant. Oh yeah. She's, she's been cheating on Joseph. All right. But then I never really thought that much about, but people be looking at Joseph just as much going, well, you weren't, you didn't stay pure. Yeah. And you were, ah, look at you. So he had, and if he denied it, he said, well, no, I, no, it's not, I'm not the father. Oh yeah. I mean, are they going to go with that? It's a bad situation. It's a bad, it's bad either way. Um, It says, it says he was a just man. You know, that's other translations about that. Mm -hmm. Now in Deuteronomy 22, interestingly enough, basically, uh, Deuteronomy 22 is the Old Testament law, how you can stone with rocks Mary in this situation. Mm. So here's his choices. I can get her killed or I can do what he was going to do, which was to do this, you know, not publicly. I mean, that's a pretty good range of choices right there. And man, he, he could have, and Deuteronomy 22 is where you can, any, any of the listeners want to check that out, that passage out. And uh, so Joseph is going, no, no, I'm just going to do this quietly, move on. Mm-hmm. But then we have the dream. Yeah. So let's talk about dreams for a minute. Okay. What do you think? You think God speaks through dreams? <laughs> yes, I do. I, I, I do. Okay. I think there's been even several moments in my life where I'm like, that was a God dream. You know, I, I wake up and you kind of just feel the, the nudge of the Holy Spirit going like, hey, you know, um, I've also had other mentors that have felt that God has spoken through them, spoken to them through dreams, whether it be kind of like a, whether, <laughs> hey, be careful. And the the direction was kind of in us like a serpent, you know, style of like, oh, oh I got to be careful. Like, this is not of God. And so I, I do believe God can, I mean, you see it throughout the Bible, but I do believe God speaks through dreams. Yes. Okay. Do you? Well, no, no way. No, I, I, I think, I think, I think absolutely. Yeah. And here's a good example of it right here. And there's other examples, you know, I, people I've talked, I've had conversations with people about interpreting dreams, which I, I think is kind of interesting because that's where you get into the danger. That's where you get in trouble because a, you know, I, I think it's, um, I guess people want to go real specific I feel like it's not always that specific. It's more like you said it real well. Like it's more like a direction. Yeah. Like go that way. Don't go right. Don't go left. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff. Not go right on Tuesday at three o'clock. Yeah. You know, driving your car in the, the you know, it's not that detailed mm-hmm. to me, but it's always, you know, it's, it's always a direction that's going on. And I do think, I think God does do this. Um, Interesting that he does. And so he sent God sends an angel, we hear. And, you know, angels are always messengers. So here's a message from God in the dream. So, but I, and I never thought about this part of it till this week. But how easy is it to doubt a dream? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
How easy is it to doubt Mary? How easy is it to doubt so many things for Joseph in this situation? Like, I had this dream, but do I go with that? I mean, it's a dream. I mean, right. I had pizza last night, so maybe it was the pizza. You know, I mean, you know, what What do you, how do you, how do you know? Um, but basically the message, so let's go through the message because I think the message is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let me read verses 20 and 21, Miss Matthew chapter one still. And after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Now that's, that's important. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what was conceived in her is from the Holy spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Mm -hmm. Okay. So several things in the message and the message is, first of all, he's a descendant of David. Why is that a big deal? Well, I think because that's it's specific. It's specific, yeah, and it's the prophecy. It's yes. the the Messiah will come from the house of David. So mm-hmm. that's a big deal. Uh, then you have the angel going, uh, "Don't be afraid, and take Mary as your wife." Now that that's definitely the direction. See, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's the direction that he wasn't planning on going. Yeah, he it's a change in direction. Mm-hmm. Then the angel goes, "Okay, let me explain why she's pregnant. This is a miracle from God." Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I never thought about I never thought about this till this week either. It was it's a gender reveal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you gonna you know right now at the very wow. beginning. This this beats any sonogram. This yeah. beats anything. It's gonna be a boy. It's yeah. gonna be a boy. And then and you're gonna give him a name and his name. So this part's pretty specific, I guess. Jesus. And Jesus means God saves in Hebrew, mm-hmm. and he will save his people from their sins, and that's kind of emphasized again. So, okay. All right. I'm trying to see if we got enough time to dive yeah, into this. Okay. All right. So let's talk about Isaiah 714. So that we have this prophecy in the Old Testament mm-hmm. that um, in verses 22 and 23, it said, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said to the prophet, which is Isaiah, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about prophecy a little bit. Just let's chase it real quick. Prophecy. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've got this prophecy. Isaiah 7 is about a prophecy given to King Ahaz mm-hmm. about an invading army, and the prophecy from Isaiah to Ahaz is this prophecy right and it's given to ahaz to deal with the situation of an invading army mm-hmm. how does this then become jesus <laughs> you tell me <laughs> do you think joseph was skilled though in knowing that and knowing oh this is the fulfillment of what has been talked about of old I, it could have been. It definitely could have been. I think one of the things here is it's it's an it's an interesting journey because the word virgin can mean also young woman. Mm-hmm. Hebrew is real weird language because I've you know I've studied Hebrew, had some courses in Hebrew and all that. Hebrew is a real weird language. Greek is so specific. Hebrew is pretty general. Like yeah. you know, Greek has one word for one meaning. You know, but Hebrew is more like English. You know, I love pizza. I love Dr. Pepper. I love my wife. You know, it's different kinds of love mm-hmm. there, but we use the word love. Well, Hebrew is a lot like that. So this word can be virgin, 
it's and then it's all true sense of its meaning, and it can mean a young woman yeah. that can have children. So what evidently happened was with Ahaz, somebody in his court had a baby. Yeah, and there was the prophecy, and they went done. That was good, and they weren't defeated mm-hmm. because of that. So you had this early fulfillment, then you have this. Interesting. Kind of obscure prophecy. I mean, people could have thought, oh, that was done. But then the ultimate fulfillment of this prophecy is 700 years later mm-hmm. with Jesus. And it's we're not taking the young woman part. We're taking the virgin part of right, that meaning. Right. So it's kind of interesting how prophecy works there because it's something that had a dual meaning, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how prophecy usually works. It had a meaning to the people then. And it had, I mean, it's to me, like Revelation. I don't think anybody back in New Testament times read Revelation and went, gosh, we'll save this because we don't understand any of it. <laughs> I think some of it applied to Rome and their situation. Yeah, that's good. The first fulfillment, there was an ultimate fulfillment that has yet to happen. Sure. So this is a little quick overview of prophecy. If prophecy usually has dual meanings. It did mean something to the people that got it, and it means something in the future. And we don't always know what that is, mm-hmm. obviously from Isaiah 7, 14. So, and it also has a meaning for us today. And a meaning for us today, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I mean, that's the, the whole point of the hope that we can find and, and, and what you talked about Sunday. I mean, even for an unbeliever, like, hey, there is yeah. a hope. There is a prophecy that has been fulfilled. Absolutely. Through Christ. So. Absolutely. So I, I think there's just some great things for Joseph for us. And it is about how do you follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me is the big question. Um, I've been reading a lot of C.S. Lewis lately, and I almost in the sermon Sunday did about five quotes of C.S. Lewis, <laughs> and I held back. And I think I just, you know, it, did, it didn't do the five. But <laughs> You know, one of the things that I think is real key here when you think about following Jesus. So I'll, I'll throw the question to you, and then I already have. I always have my answer. Okay. I have C.S. Lewis's answer, so you better match C.S. Lewis. <laughs> wow, no pressure. No pressure. Okay. So is Christianity easy or hard? No, it's hard. Okay. It's definitely hard. <laughs> mm, you agreed with half of C.S. Lewis because <laughs> he said both. Yeah. Well, it depends on what context we're talking about. It does. Um, It's easy because we have a hope. The sermon that you talked about two weeks ago, the peace that we have Mm -hmm. in the midst of the storm makes makes it easier. Um, But when we become Christians, we we become a target. Mm -hmm. That becomes hard. Um, Nowhere is even if you look throughout, you know, the um, the New Testament and the letters. Of all of the apostles and and what was was written down, I mean, most of them were martyrs. I mean, I mean, Christianity is a tough life, and you have to be willing to give your life. So I would, it's twofold. That's the best way I can answer it. Yeah, no, I think that's good. You know, he just kind of took the viewpoint, and um, I'm going to agree with C.S. Lewis because. I know, I know his answer. I agree with CSS too. <laughs> but he just said basically it's easy because we depend on God's strength, not our strength. Yeah. And then yeah, that's it, what I said. Yeah, that's exactly what you meant. I mean, I said what you said. Uh, <laughs> and it's hard because you've because Jesus doesn't go, and I think this is the big takeaway here. 
is Jesus doesn't go, hey, I just need to clean up that one little part of your life. I, I just need you to do a little better over here. Mm-hmm. Jesus goes, no, I, I don't want a little bit of this and this and this. I just want you totally. I'm not trying to cut a branch off a tree. I'm taking the tree down and you're the tree and you got to die to you. Yeah. I want you all completely. And that is painful and hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is truly where we see Joseph going. I mean, he's all in. Yeah, He's all in with this. And he may have for the rest of his life lived with, I mean, he had to move away. I don't know. Why did he have to move away? Maybe because of just what he was getting, catching in the small town. Mm-hmm. But he ends up moving away. He goes through all this stuff. And he, get, he goes through all this because of Jesus. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about. But he was willing to do it because it was all about him following Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, we have to go, it's got to be an all in. And Joseph shows us a path of all in and that example of even through personal hardship and which he definitely had to be able to have Jesus and to follow Jesus. It was worth it to him. Yeah, that's good. Well, Pastor John, thank you so much. Anything that you would like to leave the listener with as we close? Yeah, just one final thought. And that is that basically, I think I'd like to encourage the listener to answer the question simply this. Do you believe Jesus can save you from your sins? Because that is the message that the angel gives Mm -hmm. when he talks about he is Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. And it's what Jesus does. Mm -hmm. And so I just encourage any listener to say, I hope you believe that. If you don't believe it, that you would believe it and follow Jesus because that's why we have a Christmas story that Jesus came to save us from our sins. Very good. Pastor John, thank you so much to the listener. God bless, and we hope to see you next time.